In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad to have you here today and we are going to be talking about a very current topic with the layoffs and the research that just came out from PwC, PricewaterhouseCoopers, about more companies looking for layoffs in the next year. So we are joined by Lori Jasback, and Lori is a career transition expert. She is a resume writer as well as a coach helping people in transition. And Lori, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Marie. Thank you for having me on The Career Confident. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're excited. So, uh, you know, kind of a downer topic in terms of layoffs. However, they're always around, right? There's this big splash in the news right now about it. But this is nothing new. It is um, it is something that we can prepare for and really be ready to make a transition. So, Lori, tell me a little bit about what you're seeing in terms of these trends, maybe in things that you've read or actual clients that you're talking to. Are you seeing layoffs start to impact people? Yes, Marie. Um, so the trends that I'm seeing out there as a career professional that are impacting, you know, job search, the labor market, um, is especially an offshoot from the great resignation movement. We know that since the pandemic, the pandemic has taken a great toll on people and it has actually kind of propelled or enforced the great resignation. And this movement is really about people are our, our clients, my jobs or job seekers are reevaluating their goals or taking time to really redefine their values or needs where they want to make a change. They're seeing things like that are occurring is this um, diminishing sort of or declining of this hustle culture and more of a need towards to go towards balance and more what they want and how they can drive more meaning and growth into their uh, career. Um, so that great resignation is actually, also been coined as the great retention you may have heard or the great regret as employers now are trying to figure out how to mitigate or how to resolve these uh, great staffing shortages that are going on and they're trying to figure out how to uh, implement these uh, retention strategies on how to retain the best possible talent we also know that culture is another driving force for the you know clients i'm talking to and dealing with um they are you know wanting to get away from these toxic cultures and where there's a lot of um, things going on, like maybe perhaps even uh, overwork and burnout and uh, bullying, harassment, that those types of things are going on. And so there's lots of change happening, lots of career transitions, lots of, uh, we know that Ford, for example, is uh, laying off, going to be soon laying off thousands of people. So this 50% reduction in workforce by the fall is something that we need to, you know, as career professionals, we need to prepare um, job seekers for and how they're going to navigate this with calm and with confidence. Um, we're seeing uh, industries such as um, professional and technical IT industries more rise in that in popularity, public administration, finance and real estate, information and culture, and less on, on forestry, mining, agriculture, food services. So more especially with healthcare. So a lot of these things we've got to keep in mind. Um, also want to mention uh, the emphasis on diversity and equity in culture. So the values are a key part now of our strategy on how we're going to align 
job seekers goals needs and and what they're looking for with what they're the right ideal environment i think yeah and this has been kind of a quick shift from it being a job seekers market and you know lots of talk as you said of the great resignation and now people are nervous about being laid off and maybe not having opportunities that they thought they were going to have if they were going to make a transition and it happened really fast right that shift happened really fast and the PricewaterhouseCoopers research that we were referring to um, showed that 50% of firms are anticipating a reduction in overall headcount. Um, 52 think they're going to have a hiring freeze and 44% rescinding job offers, which we've heard a lot about recently. And this is applying, applying to lots of different industries. You've got consumer goods, you've got um, obviously the some of the tech and entertainment, as well as the uh, automotive industry. And it's interesting just to note all the different things that are are putting this forward that people are it's a big widespread of companies because there's a lot of shifts going on right now in the, in the market which is hard for us to prepare that uh, prepare for that so when you think about all the different things that are happening what else are you seeing that job seekers are concerned about today that's a great question. So um, there's this trend that's been going on, and actually, um, I don't know if you've probably seen it in the media, it's called quiet quitting. And it's not really about uh, professionals or job seekers like quitting, but there's, it's forcing employers to adapt. So it's really, again, going back to really what we've always known about that, you know, mitigating that burnout and, and kind of taking time to not go above and beyond their job description and do, as they say, you know, three jobs for and one person's doing three jobs. So it really looks, you know, taking the time to step back and saying, well, what do I need from my work life balance? What do I need to be fulfilled here, make good money, be happy with my job, help people, but also at the same time not burn myself out and have enough time for family and other things. So that's something that's really I'm forcing, I think it's not just a new buzzword, it's something that's actually there pointing it as a new buzzword, but it's something that we've always kind of, I think, been striving towards. And the pandemic certainly has um, enforced that. Um, and how we're going to help job seekers navigate this is really key right now. Um, and I think also that other concerns, so other than just balancing lifestyle and wellness, really I'm seeing is there's a lot of um, job seekers facing debt at this time. So security and pay advancement, career growth are really, really key. Um, how they're going to prepare for the next transition, it's up to us as career professionals to inform them on what are the next, you know, marketable skills that are so important for their upskilling, like that requires, you know, um, they have to carve out that time, but still to dedicate their that energy towards upskilling for the right skills, like the technological skills, but also not just the hard, but the soft skills as well. Now, something too I want to address is ageism is a concern. And I've seen the story, I'm not sure if you've heard of a, it's a Canadian journalist, Lisa Laflamme. She actually was let go because lots, it has a lot to do with her. If you've seen the story about her, um, not as kind of a silly thing. She's an excellent journalist, but she was let go because of her uh, silvery hair. I don't know if you, if, have you heard that story? I'm not sure. Um, and this story is actually touched a lot of uh, people even across the globe because what's happening is it's really showing the effects or the impacts of um, ageism and how 
employers are needing to embrace employees, you know, for their uh, individuality. And now even they have Wendy uh, on Wendy's restaurants. Um, she had they put her um, actually they uh, she has silver hair now as well. So that's an interesting brand that they put they put on her. Um, and lots of also another thing that other concerns that job seekers are having is that um, I'm seeing a lot of newcomers immigrating from another country and they're also finding that they're not able to do the jobs right now that they did back home. So they're having experiencing challenges with upskilling and trying to transition to those, you know, where are we going to go from here? What's, you know, at this point. So maybe they're physicians and they're finding that they have to upgrade all over again, which can be a challenge. And for us, because we're going to need to help them um, understand how to go about that, you know, of being in a high level position. So we're seeing a lot of different things. We're also seeing, again, another offshoot from the uh, great resignation or the pandemic is a lot of job seekers now want to work remotely. And that's not just because of, you know, they've adjusted to that culture when it was the during the pandemic, but they're seeing that there's a lot of advantages to working remotely. Um, and a lot of them are also, there's another thing, a term I'm seeing is the hybrid guilt. So a lot of, um, because now we're some employers are having uh, job seekers or sorry, professionals return to the office. A lot of people are going, well, you know, now I have to balance hybrid work with remote and I'm feeling that guilt of going back or whether to stay home and having to balance things. So those are the things, the concerns that I'm seeing. Yeah, it's really interesting, Lori. And, and since we're talking about layoffs today, I just want to key in on this quiet quitting. I wish they would have found a different name because quiet indicates that you're not having a conversation with your company or your boss about this, which really isn't good working. It's not good leadership. It's not good emotional intelligence, right? We don't want you quietly quitting. We want you having adult good conversations with your boss and with your company about what work-life balance looks like and how much work you're going to do. And I think that the quiet in that really kind of makes me pause because that's just not good. That's not a good way to have a relationship and you having a relationship with your company, with your boss. I mean, if you didn't talk to your spouse when something was wrong, you would not have a long marriage, right? It's just that that the phrasing of it, I think, is um, not good for people. It's not good for your career. Yes, work-life balance is important, but if you are just quietly not not participating, um, one is probably going to hurt your career long term. Which maybe right now you don't think matters because you're worried about the life part, but it is work-life balance. Both parts matter. And two, as we look at the impending layoffs, if you are quietly quitting, people are noticing that and it's likely you'll be first on the chopping block. Now, that isn't a fear tactic. It's simply just to say that this idea of not communicating, not prioritizing, not having the conversation with your organization is not good for your career. It's not good for your life either. I mean, this whole idea that it's a false dichotomy, right? That if I um, back off at work, I'll suddenly be happier at life. That's not true for most of us, right? We want to feel purposeful and engaged at work. And that helps us feel more happy in our life outside of work too. So I'd just be cautious with people about that term. Mm -hmm. And especially as you look at layoffs and things that are coming, talk to your boss, talk to your company, 
have those conversations. Yes, you need to prioritize. And yes, everyone needs to be able to take care of themselves outside of work. But quietly quitting is not the answer. And I understand that's not exactly what the term means, but they chose quiet quitting. And it, it's, I think it's really confusing to people. And it does have a, a pretty good chance of hurting your career if you follow along with the trend instead of stepping up being an adult, having that conversation with your boss and really setting boundaries. Quietly quitting is not setting boundaries, right? Setting boundaries requires active conversation with your boss. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, dive into a little bit more about what you can do to prepare yourself if there's a layoff and to get ready to make that move, maybe because of a layoff or maybe just because you want to. So we'll take a short break and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And I'm here with Lori Jazak, and we've been talking about some of the trends that are going on right now in the workplace and job search. And then we started to steer our conversation a little bit towards what do we do? How do we prepare for these layoffs since we have 50% of companies kind of across industries talking about how they're looking for lay, looking towards layoffs in the next 12 to 18 months. So Lori, how do people prepare if they want to be prepared for a potential layoff? Okay, it's a great question. Um, so we, I think encouraging job seekers to be proactive is so important because we don't know with layoffs, um, it can happen to anyone at any time. 
And the warning signs are important. Also, I you know, encourage my clients to really look out for the warning signs. Like, for instance, if, you know, um, certain things are going on where they're being sort of um, almost left out in the cold or there are certain dynamics in the company, they're not, you know, um, they're being maybe called in for something or there's certain things happening. So really doing your research also once they know, you know, they're suspect of being laid off, doing the research, uh, understanding what is the next step, you know, investigating uh, possible options um, and what, it, you know, what is my next career move look like and, and really looking at, you know, you don't want to be looking into declining industries, but industries that are doing well. And encouraging also my clients to keep their skills marketable, especially because that's going to help position them for their next career move and help them drive their competitive advantage. A very important part is always networking. I cannot emphasize this enough. So making sure that they leave on good terms, that sometimes can be challenging, especially in an environment that's hostile or toxic. So really watching how they are, you know, leaving, um, especially that last position and networking, um, not just online, offline, you know, building their network of champions and, and sponsors and prospectors, as we were talking in the Career Thought Leaders program, um, seeking professional support. That's always the key because you can't do this alone. I believe, you know, in career change. And when I was going through my career change back in 2008, I did need, I did seek professional support. Um, the big thing too is, you know, before anything, really look at your budget. Uh, it's something that's not emphasized enough because sometimes, you know, um, when you're faced with a layoff, it can devastate you financially if you're not prepared. And the thing is to look at, you know, not how, what can I, how long can I be without a job or, you know, just in case if there's a recession, um, how can I, how long can I be without a job or am I able to, you know, weather the storm with this or just looking at everything? Because I know I have a colleague that mentioned she was in going through a career transition and she was able to take time off and study and do different things, but it's because her budget was intact. So making sure you have that emergency fund, making sure you're networking, a positive attitude is, is key because that's going to help you as you navigate your next career move and it's going to help you to solidify those references. So just making sure that the key advice, the big thing is, again, making sure you have all your ducks in a row, that you are ready to tackle this next transition and mindset is especially important because if you're going in with a negative mindset, you're not believing you can do it or that you have value. I always, you know, try to work with clients to help them understand their value and what is it that sets them apart? Why? And understanding their why for making the change. Why are they making this change? Because if they don't know why they're going to have a very difficult time transitioning and, and having that transition stick. So that's pretty much it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's there are so many things that we can do to pay attention. And you talked about this briefly, but people can pay attention to what's going on in their organization, pay attention to what's in your industry. I mean, if you're reading and looking ahead, it really shouldn't have been surprising to anyone in the automotive industry that there were layoffs, right? Ukraine is one of the top manufacturers in Europe for wiring harnesses. And when that shut down, the European companies and some of the big car companies snatched up the available um, inventory and it took time for the supply chain to catch up. So now you've got a big lag in the, the ability to produce, which means that re revenue goes down and layoffs are imminent. 
And so if you're in an industry, it really shouldn't be a surprise to you when you see those things because you're paying attention. For instance, in the tech industry, valuations and the way companies are valued switched from, hey, you've got a cool technology and kind of the blue sky, what's your, you know, what's the, the limit of your technology to are you profitable? And if you're not profitable, you're not getting funding, you're not getting these things. And so I would say pay attention to what's going on in your industry. Look at the news, look at your all company conversations, look at your professional associations, see what they're talking about and really pay attention because not that it, it might not still be a surprise, but you really can see some of these trends coming and perhaps impacting you. And as you're paying attention to those things, hopefully you're also doing what Lori was talking about in terms of networking, talking to other people about these trends, going to meetings and meeting other people who are talking about these trends. And then it becomes a little bit less, um, you know, you trying to interpret everything in a vacuum because you're talking to other people and you're building your network. So I think there's a little bit of a win-win there for our career overall when we start paying attention to what's going on, bigger picture. Exactly. And also, don't be afraid to seek feedback from your network and wider networks because that's going to help you, you know, as a job seeker to understand what is it sets you apart, you know, where, you know, giving you a clue as to what's the next career move. Um, seeking, getting that constructive feedback is really important. Well, and we've talked a little bit about the you know layoffs and impending things, but as you combine it with your conversation of the great resignation, um, people may be nervous about layoffs, but they're also thinking about making a career change. So if someone's thinking about making a career change, how does this advice that we've just been giving, how does that shift? Um, shift, you mean to the different strategies you're saying or... Yeah. So if someone's not necessarily looking to stay in their industry, what would they do to kind of do these same things that we've been talking about, but towards the career change that they might want to make? So if they're looking to be into a different industry, I think, again, it's really looking at things like from a brand marketing standpoint, you know, really um, preparing clients this way with the resume is so key. Um, it's a key piece in the job search. Sometimes you hear things, you know, the resume's dead. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's such a, no, it's not. It's a key piece to everything. And especially when the client is making a change to a different industry, uh, really understand, you know, those commonalities. What is it in the client's background, experience, and skills that aligns with that new industry? And, and, and taking that across the other platforms like LinkedIn as a vital component. Sometimes I joke around with my clients and say that, the resume and LinkedIn to me are like, it's kind of silly, but the peanut butter and jelly together because they go, they go so well together. They're like resume you definitely need, but the LinkedIn is the component. And very often a clients will, or the, the employer will go to the LinkedIn um, before they even go to the resume. So when it's the client is looking in another industry, they've really got to do the research and understand how they're going to appear on these different platforms and how they're going to set themselves apart through brand marketing, which I emphasize a career storytelling approach. Um, that piece is so vital. Like you're, you know, you can translate those experiences and find the similar themes and the patterns and skills that relate and then kind of, you know, tell that story, whether it's through the biography or it's through a networking resume, maybe a video resume, you know, make it innovative. Um, don't forget, you know, about the coaching piece, coach the client on how they can translate those skills and experiences and that value to the other industry 
making sure that it's all relevant and valid. Um, even things, simple things like the LinkedIn banner can make the client stand out on LinkedIn. You know, just um, little pieces, those little things are so key from the brand marketing standpoint to help them to ensure that their brand is relevant and it's compelling and it's accurate. You know, it's accurate across all platforms and that they, um, they, they, they stand out and that they're, you know, um, I think that it's a, a value driver for them to be uh, highlighting their brand because that's key, right, for success and for competitive advantage. Yeah, and as you were talking, I was just thinking, you know, if someone is looking to make a transition, of course, they need to know where they want to transition. And then they can start doing that translation that you're talking about. They can talk to that their network, get introductions into the new industry, um, and really do some of the same things that you were talking about before, but just aim towards the new industry, new focus instead of towards the old. And I believe that it's around 50%, maybe even a little bit more of people that are looking to make a transition in industry as they make um, a job switch in the next year or so. So it's yeah. a large group of people out there. Yes, that's very true. Um, we also know, um, uh, I have some facts here that 4.5 million people voluntarily quit their jobs in November, 2021. There's so many, like so many people are quitting and leaving and making transitions at such a rapid rate. And now it's actually, they're finding it's actually a good time. And the the um, job seekers have actually the uh, more bargaining power because uh, they're seeing it's more like more bargaining power. So the employers really are having to almost in a sense, lower their expectations, even though they're quite, you know, demanding all these skills. But because of this staffing shortage and the things that were going on, we're seeing through the great resignation, they're having to really kind of, you know, step back a bit and really look at the employee from or the prospective employee from a different viewpoint on maybe they don't have experience, but they have other value they can add to the company or to the culture. Um, and, and, Employers are going to really have to now, the recession is looming, they're going to have to uh, really understand, you know, how they're going to take their company further in the next, you know, now year, five years. Otherwise, they're going to end up facing closings and different things are going to be going on, uh, especially in these fast-paced uh, companies or industries, manufacturing, construction, and engineering and all that. So it's really about staying uh, breast of you know different trends and really being uh, networking with the right people I think for employers and for employees it's about really you know continually networking and making sure their brand stands out with different uh, innovative brand marketing tools and hiring the right you know master resume writer or career coach career coaching is such a vital piece in my uh, strategy to helping job seekers navigate that transition because we know change can be difficult it's not always easy. We know change can be a time of confusion, uncertainty. So, yeah, it is important for people to think about that ahead of time. And of course, if you're thinking you might have a layoff and you can start planning for that now, you'll be kind of ahead of the game. So let's take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about, you've mentioned it a few times, the branding and marketing LinkedIn resume aspect of things and what do people want to do with that specifically 
as they're preparing for for a layoff? You know, how could they start using LinkedIn now? What they, should they do to get their resume updated? So we'll take a short break. And when we come back, we'll dive into those topics. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello, and welcome back to The Career Confidant, and we're happy to have you here today. We're talking with Lori Jansback about how to prepare for layoff and then what to do for making a career change. If you're thinking about making a career change in addition to preparing for layoff, kind of got two two things going on for a lot of people right now who are thinking about doing a, a career change and then also nervous about a layoff. So Lori, um, we do have someone that was gonna call in, so we may bring them on here as soon as they do that. But until we've got that person here live, let's go ahead and just chat a little bit about what people want to be thinking about in terms of, you talked about the resume a little bit. So any other um, pieces you would add to kind of updating their resume as they prepare for the layoff? So one thing with updating resume, a lot of times the clients will ask me again, you know, how can I, if I want to apply to a different industry, a different focus, um, you know, one resume is not always good for everything. It's not, you know, you're not going to use an administrative assistant resume say a teaching position so really making sure the resume is customized you know not just the, the keywords but all through accomplishments a summary profile making sure that content is king but also design will complement that and and you know align with the job seekers brand the challenge action result method called car is one that I think very important for job seekers to know because they ask me all the time you know what is your secret to really making me stand out what is the strategy for the accomplishments and the accomplishments are, as you know, the building blocks, the resume, they're difficult, very t- often a difficult uh, 
piece for the client to piece through or to formulate because what it is is the three key pieces for the uh, accomplishments are challenge, action, result. So challenge is what is the situation, challenge that you've gone through, action, what is the strategy you've taken, and result, what is the impact on strategic goals, um, you know, in terms of efficiency, revenue, growth, cost cutting, whatever it is, innovation. If those pieces are not in the resume, it's always about, you know, the resume is going to be, as they say, lackluster. It won't be very effective. You've got to lead with the results in all cases. And you've got to make sure that, you know, it's the results are not just qualitative uh, descri describing, but that they're quantitative with numbers. And I know I've taken a lot of your programs, Marie, and you, you really uh, offer great programs there with resume and coaching as well. And um, coaching the client on how to leverage the resume as not just a tool, a, a brand marketing tool. It's not just as, you know, years ago, decades ago, it was known as like, you know, just outlining. I remember when I went to school, it was just outlining your your duties and responsibilities. And it was called, we call it the duties responsibilities resume. That's no longer the case. Now it is really a storytelling tool. And it's also a way to, you know, for clients to use this when they go to conferences, when they are networking, when they're maybe, um, you know, speaking, doing a presentation, maybe applying for a volunteer position. The resume is, is much more versatile than it ever was. And we can convert it into a networking resume a one a one page resume or a biography or um, actual a lot of different things we can do and that's the beauty of the resume and it's centuries old but it's just a, an amazing I think amazing tool right and as you've said really making sure that we're aligning that to our future goals so what stories are going to be important to that future hiring manager what language is going to connect with them it's really about writing to the future, not to what you've done in the past, which when you're transitioning can be challenging, right? Because people want to talk yes. about it in the language that they've used instead of talking about it in the language of what they're wanting to do or the, the future that they're moving towards. So what about LinkedIn? What's different about the LinkedIn profile than what you've just said about the resume? And then how can they use LinkedIn as a tool now that they know they want to make a change? So LinkedIn is a way, you know, as I mentioned before, that the employer will look at LinkedIn before they look at your resume. So it's a way to um, make sure it's, first of all, updated completely. Because the more that you are up, it's updated, you stand top of mind, you want to aim for a top uh, profile, you know, with um, top, top visibility. So with LinkedIn, it's really about... Um, using leveraging that profile to stand out using different strategies um connecting with the strategically making strategic decisions to connect with you want to connect with people that you know are positive that are like-minded but also that will you know complement your network so you're not just going to you know encourage your clients to connect with anyone on there it has to be a strategic move that way um, I think that the best way, you know, to get in the door, I would say to talk to potential employers through a referral. Referrals are so important. So using LinkedIn's search features to see who connects you to the hiring manager, that's really important. Understanding that LinkedIn is a powerful tool for anyone's job search. Uh, with members including ground-level employees to Fortune 100 CEOs, you're missing out if you're not on LinkedIn. The uh, recommendations uh, section, their professional testimonials, they're so key because I encourage uh, my clients to not just you know give recommendations, but to get recommendations because they are testimonials uh, to enhance their credibility and to demonstrate 
what their value is to other people, which again can make sure it can uh, expand that job search and elevate it. So soliciting LinkedIn recommendations from past employers, past managers, even from people um, they've managed in the past is really key to success. And, and networking is, again, networking on LinkedIn three to five times a week, I recommend. Um, being part of groups, um, posting, contributing, you know, adding value. And it's really about giving, not just getting, uh, you know, receiving, but giving the value. And uh, quality of the recommendations and quantity matter. So someone with 10 recommendations may look more solid than someone with one or two, but it depends, again, on quality. Um, LinkedIn's company profiles feature can lead also job seekers to job opportunities. You can find out the job history of everyone who works at a certain company. So there's certain features on there and new features are coming out as well. Uh, LinkedIn can tell you if anyone in your network works in companies you might want to work for. That's useful, useful information in job search. And using LinkedIn's people you may know function to search for people who uh, you've worked with at uh, your past employers, then asking them to connect on LinkedIn is also another strategy. So there's a lot of different strategies, a lot of different tricks and tips that I give my clients. I also offer a complete LinkedIn success kit and a, a course that I have. So there's so many different things you can do on LinkedIn and more newer features, as you know, are coming out uh, pretty much steadily. Um, it's about exploring LinkedIn, taking the time, though, to understand how it works among anything and what is not everybody will use LinkedIn the same way. So some people, you know, executives, too, being also mindful of something else is that when you're doing a confidential job search and maybe, um, you know, a job search that you don't want, the client doesn't want the employer to know that he's looking or she's looking. So, again, keeping in mind that the stealth profile, stealth is a term that we're, we're not, you know, actively you know, mentioning on LinkedIn, like, you know, you're looking for this job, but you really want to make it neutral, and but you still want to stand out. So those are strategies that I take with my clients to position them without making it obvious. Like sometimes you've probably heard of that. There's a lot of people that put on, um, there's that icon, they're open to work or open to new opportunities. So we got to really be careful how we, I think, how we coach our clients on the strategies because every client is different and they need a distinct LinkedIn strategy for success. Yeah, there's a lot of features that um, are challenging to know, is it the right thing for me just because it exists? Uh, so we do have someone that's called in to ask a question. And um, Jay, we'd love to hear from you. Hi, Marie. It's uh, Hi. good to be on. Um, I, can you guys hear me okay? We can. Okay, that's great. Um, I just have a question. So... Um, how does automation affect the layoffs? Because, you know, I see that a lot of stores are closing up shops lately. And I know uh, some jobs are being replaced by automation. So how, how does that affect layoffs? That's a great question, Jay. So automation uh, is another key trend as well. Uh, AI automation is going to be uh, these jobs that are maybe you know, with data processing. So maybe, you know, employers will look to automate and as they will automate, uh, there are going to be certain jobs that are, will be, you know, obviously re-engineered, restructured and people will be let go. Um, and so, but the key is, is I think uh, we don't exactly know when you're looking ahead, we don't know um, for every job, you know, the key, every what exactly, what roles are going to be, automated or in the future and, and how is this exactly going to affect every layoff or every company 
I think it depends on the company's business model and on, on their strategy. But the key is that where jobs that are involving, I think, human interaction and customer service, that's still going to be quite vital. So I think preparing yourself with the skills, um, with these technological skills, because even with automation, you're still going to need people, you know, again, they're still going to need the roles to be navigating this automation in some form. Human interaction, you know, like when I say with career coaching, that human element will never, that's going to be so key. So I think we're going to have to monitor how, what's going to be happening in the next while. I think Marie will agree as well. Um, with AI, because again, um, in elevating your marketable skills, understanding how you can contribute value to the company, and without you know totally giving into that attitude that now automation is going to take over everything and human interaction won't be key, because it still will be in, in any company. I think it's going to be key to success and key to elevating the company's brand and to making sure the company's running properly. So. We're going to have to still monitor that, I think. Well, and the research from the World Economic Forum a few years ago showed that automation and AI would create just as many, if not more, jobs than they eliminate. And this is where the kind of reskilling or upskilling part comes in, because it isn't that it is necessarily eliminating jobs. It is, but it's mostly shifting work from one place to another. And we have to get the new skills to be able to to do the new jobs that this technology is creating. And as you look at, you know, yeah, maybe automating this part of it, but then it's creating this job over here for someone to manage that automation or interpret that data or manage, you know, manage the process. So that is our challenge in in the workforce, and it has been for uh, 10 years. I mean, automation and robotics have been impacting the workforce for decades, right? And so it's a gradual transition, you looking in your industry or the industries you want to be a part of and really seeing what is the impact of this going to be and what new opportunities is it going to create? Because yes, it might eliminate some jobs, but it's also creating just as many, if not more jobs, if we have the right skills to be able to plug into those new jobs. And the flexibility, having that flexible, agile mindset that we can grow and we can adapt because adaptability is key. Whatever we're changed, I think we've seen that Maria emphasized that in her programs. If we can, you know, upskill, we can do all these new things and welcome new opportunities, but we don't have that agile, adaptable mindset, it's going to kind of fall back on us. So really, we've got to have that mindset from the get go. Right. So Lori, I hope you can stay on for just a few more minutes. We're going to take a short break. And then when we come back, Jay, we'll check in with you, see if you have any additional questions or or information you'd like to add, and then um, kind of close it close it up here. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll hear a little bit more from Jay and from Lori. Thank you. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. 
You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Are you a business owner, 1099 contractor, part-time employee, or volunteer who needs group health coverage you can actually afford? Do you know a nonprofit who would benefit from unlimited zero-cost funding? How about cost reduction, school safety, mental health wellness, and more? All these and more are fair game on Finding Certainty. If you want more certainty in your own life, you are not alone. Join us each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Find your own brand of certainty and realize your personal American dream with Finding Certainty, hosted by Patrick Lang. Let's unwrap the certainty experience together. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are chatting with Lori Jasvak, and we've had Jay, who's called in on the line as well, to ask some questions. So Jay, I just want to touch back in with you. We were talking about how automation will impact layoffs, and uh, if you had any further questions on that or any other questions that we can discuss. Oh, did we lose Jay? All right. Well, I hope that answered his question, although I don't think there's an answer, right? It's a, an evolving um, part of our workforce and something definitely to keep an, an eye on. But as you said, or, as you were answering the question, Lori, uh, and be careful to embrace that technology, embrace that automation, because really the jobs of the future will be partners with that automation and if people are shying away from it or see it as an adversary, it's going to negatively impact their career for sure. Exactly. I agree. Um, I see a lot of baby boomers or executives that, you know, um, some are uh, adaptable, adaptable to it or ready to take it on and others for, for technology, others aren't. So it's really a challenge though for everyone to embrace AI and seeing how all these trends are going to impact different roles and industries at the same time understanding that there could be new opportunities emerging that it's not really the ai and automation is not the end or end all or be all and we can look towards like as i tell my clients think, think creatively and visualize a new career horizon i think that's the key mm, yeah yeah i love that <laughs> so you had talked a little bit about a career model tell me what what that is and how that can help people in transition Sure. So there's different career transition models. I actually I formed one back a few years ago. Um, that's an award-winning one. It's called the ABCD method. It's actually it stands for Affirm, Brainstorm, Create, and Discover a New Career Horizon. Really what it's about, it's really 
sort of following, you know, affirming, affirming your goals, your values, your needs, and brainstorming the opportunities, brainstorming your options, and then creating, going out there and cultivating those networks, creating those opportunities. Because I believe it's not about anymore, we are, you know, waiting for as job seekers, job seekers are waiting for the opportunities to, you know, emerge. No, we have to go out there and create them and create those connections. And then discovering a new career horizon is really about, you know, embracing that change and sustaining it. You know, it's not just about, the, you know, the 90 days when we're working there, but past that, beyond that. How can we deliver value beyond that? And we're always continually, you know, just because the job seekers, we just because we help them uh, find this position that they want, their dream job, doesn't mean it ends there. There's always that, you know, how can we do better? How can we continue learning? How can we c continue expanding our networks? Um, there's other, so many different other models there. I know the, uh, another one that stands out is Bridges, William Bridges' model, the um, what what was, what is, and what will be. So going from the ending, I'm coaching my clients to take them from the ending to the neutral to new beginnings. So as they transition, everyone, every job seeker goes to different stages and takes different time um, in going through those stages. And it's important to be empathetic and to understand what they what job seekers are going through. But at the same time. Um, guide them and, and help them understand that change is very often these days non-linear. It's not as it used to be when, when my parents were working, they worked for three decades in one factory and then they, you know, you got the gold watch and you pretty much were retired. But now it's very different. We're seeing that people are not retiring as quickly. Some of them and others are choosing second careers. And there's different ways that we're um, developing our careers with portfolio careers. So multiple um, multiple careers in one lifetime. And so the best change models, I think, are the ones that align with our clients and help them understand their change. So whether you choose the Bridges model or my ABCD method or Kubler-Ross's, you know, different stages of denial, anger, bargaining, going through depression, acceptance, those are just different ways of helping, um, you know, open up the communication channels, help them align with what they're going through and understand change. And that's the key, because once they understand what, what stage they're in, it's going to help them to kind of get through the change and to and to plan for and prepare for what this next steps they have to, um, you know, they have to go through and, and take on. Excellent. I love that. We're providing some structure there for people to follow. So, Lori, as you said, you've created this model, you have some resources that can help people through their job search. And you talked earlier about one on LinkedIn. Tell people how they can find you. How can they connect with you if they're interested in learning more? Sure. So feel free to contact me. My phone number is 905-730-2374. I'm located in Halton, Ontario, Canada. You can contact me uh, uh, via website, creativeresumestrategist.com, um, or on LinkedIn, you know, LinkedIn slash Lori Jasvac, or you can also find me on Twitter, Facebook, um, and basically, uh, my that model ABCD is on my website as well under the career coaching page, our career, career coaching. Yeah, that's, that's that page. So um, please feel free to also visit my job search vault. I, I offer a lot of free resources on there. And I also have a blog site, creativehorizonsresumes.com slash blog. And I often write for career professionals of Canada, careerprocanada.ca. So you can find me on there as well. I have different blogs on there and that can help you understand the different trends and issues that we are going through in terms of career development. So yeah, I welcome any questions. I'm happy to connect with any job seeker or professional. 
So thank Excellent. you so much. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Lori. That was great. Thank and you. I, yeah, we talked a lot about what to do to prepare in case of a layoff. I realize that we didn't talk about what to do when you are laid off. So I'm just gonna, you know, we got two minutes left here. I'll just talk through this for a second that if you do get laid off, what do you want to do? First of all, you want to make sure that you are understanding exactly what your company's offering you. So if you're offered a severance, if you're offered any kind of package, make sure you really understand what that is saying use the resources that they provide to you. So if they provide you outplacement, you know, use what they're giving you. Don't just say, oh, I don't need that or, oh, that whatever. Use what they've given you. Don't don't walk away from those free resources that they might be offering. Make sure you understand that employment contract, your, your termination agreements, read through those, understand them. If you have any challenges, get a lawyer, you know, get someone to help you understand what those what those look like so that you're not um, violating those if there's any non-compete or anything like that and you're fully getting the resources that are available to you in in those types of contracts so that's the first thing i would say is really understand what's going on there and then the second thing i would say is to really find a, a way whatever your way is of centering yourself emotionally it's very rare that something like this happens and we don't have an emotional reaction. And the last thing that you want to do is take that emotional reaction that you're having out to your network or out to the job search. So do whatever you do, whether that's meditating, exercise, prayer, you know, whatever is your centering activity and get centered before you launch your job search, get centered into what you really want to do. And then realize that there's going to be some kind of grieving process you know, we talk a lot about finding a new job and, you know, snap, snap, move on. But we wouldn't talk about that for any other long term relationship that you are losing or any other, you know, ending that you have. So make sure that you recognize that ending. You give yourself space and grace to process it emotionally, perhaps even while you're moving forward with your job search. If you don't have a nest egg to rest on, you might have to get moving, but give yourself space mentally and spiritually, whatever is important to you to reconnect and, and revive yourself, your mental health, and not just take care of the tactics of your search. So hopefully that's helpful. Um, you know, I did a LinkedIn post, I did an Instagram post on career leaders. So if you have other thoughts, other questions, happy to keep the conversation going there as well. And we will be back here next week on The Career Confidant with another episode. Lori, thank you so much for joining us. And um, thank you so much for listening in, everyone. We'll be back next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.